podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Seahawks fans, wherever you may be, welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your host, Bill Alpstead, and co-host, sports writer and football analyst, Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Seahawks fans, welcome back to another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Alpstead, sitting down with Keith Myers. Got a lot to talk about today. Uh, came off a loss this weekend. Welcome into the show, Seahawks Playbook Podcast. We're doing the video. We've got all sorts of stuff going on. We're part of a, a new podcast network, the Pigskin Podcast Network. We've got some sponsors. It seems like it's all happening all at the same time, Keith. So how are you doing, man? I'm doing good, um, except for the fact that fall is officially here uh, in that it is it, we it, the weather on Saturday was really nice and Sunday it was like eh, and then today it's just dumping rain. It's like yeah. hey, we had a lot of rain is, yesterday. This is this is the Pacific Northwest I'm used to, just pouring yeah. rain all the time. So it's like yeah, oh, it was actually awesome. like in the 60s uh, yesterday for for a little bit. Um, today it's warmed up into the 80s and no rain today, so it's kind of now it's supposed to be nicer earlier. It would look like it might continue uh, being unseasonal uh, for a few days, but. Anyway, so I uh, thought right at the top of the show, we're going to get into um, our sponsor, the DraftKings Network, and uh, we've got a spot to read for them, and we're going to go ahead and do that right at the top. So um, week three of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week four with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Now listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and older. New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania uh, are the only states right now that have um, that clause in this deal. New customers only, minimum $5 bet and deposit, $1 wager, one per customer, restrictions apply, all that stuff. Uh, See DraftKings.com for all the details. That's it, Keith. Awesome. We're into the show. We are. Um, so, unfortunately, I was going to say thanks for 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 doing the read because I just yeah. got to sit here and and watch, and that was fun. <laughs> well, unfortunately, it's 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 two weeks in a row where we're coming off really terrible losses um, in the way that we lost. Um, built early leads, looked like things were rolling. We had forced a. Uh, a three and out against the Vikings. We were up 17 to seven early. And then from there on, it was all Vikings. And mm-hmm. so we just have a ton to kind of talk about and try to figure out a lot of it, a lot of it, like 80, 90% of it is on defense. Uh, 
Um, but there are some issues on offense, but usually they, they seem like they're originating on the defensive side of the ball. Well, the, you're saying we forced it up 17 to seven, forced to three and out, except uh, Ugo Amadi with the with a dumb, dumb defensive holding penalty. Well, that was uh, after, after that, I think. Was it? No. Yeah, they had one three and out where we, we got them off the field, and that's where we scored again. Okay. Uh, so that happened early, but yeah, you're right. We had them. We had them on the ropes. Right then, we had yeah. them on the ropes, Keith. Yeah, well, yeah, because it was a touchdown. It was a touchdown, and then the three and out punt, and then three and out yes. again. Right. And then we had the Ugo Amadi penalty, which extended the drive. That drive went for a touchdown, and literally right. the Vikings scored every single possession. Then until 23 seconds left in the game, six of seven possessions were scoring possessions for them. At that point, yeah. I mean, Kirk Cousins, and we've talked about Kirk Cousins over the years quite a bit about not being able to finish games, not being able to go down and score, all that kind of stuff. Man, did he look good. And let me tell you this. He finished 30 of 38, 323 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. But check this out. In his last 10 games, um, where he ranks in the NFL, 3,036 yards, second. 26 touchdowns, third, two interceptions, which is really impressive for him. For 10 uh, tied games, for, yeah. Tied for third and 70.51 completion percentage overall, uh, third in the NFL. So maybe it's time that we start looking at Kirk Cousins as being a little better now than he was just a few years ago. He's, you know, this, this offensive performance, now granted it came against the Seahawks defense, which is currently – it has to be near the, the bottom of the NFL, but they rank last in pass defense, 26th in run defense overall. So, yeah, so they're just bad. They're, um, they're horrible, horrible. So I will say that typically with Kirk Cousins is if you give him time, he'll eat you up. But if you move him off his spot even a little bit, he yes, he's just that's, not a he's that's correct. He's not a guy that operates with a without a clean pocket. But there were times in this game where the Seahawks had a lot of pressure and he was he threw dimes you know he was very accurate hitting guys when it looked like the sacks were about to get a sack um i was kind of impressed like he actually had a really really good game um and it wasn't just that he was able to sit back and pick apart a bad defense that couldn't get pressure well he picked apart a defense that couldn't get any coverage i mean where you you have you know six or seven yards off of receivers, it's pretty mm-hmm. easy to make completions. Now, granted, he did some of that while he was, you know, getting rushed, getting rid of the ball just as he was getting hit, but not many times. And The the entire secondary looked like um, mm. 2020's Quentin Dunbar. Mm. Mm. It was bad. I mean, there was it was terrible. And we can, we can go through all of that, but I just... Um, well, it's was, the third down conversions too. I mean, yep. all of it, just all of it. We can talk about all of it. So let's kind of go through the game. So you mentioned the first half um, and, and something happened, you know, it's like uh, the defense was okay during those, that, that, that first uh, quarter and a half. And yeah. then about that second quarter, halfway through uh, Seattle turned it completely off and mm-hmm. the Vikings turned it completely on and, and, and never, Yep. Did that that was that contested in any way, shape, or well, form after that? Starting starting in the second quarter. So the, the Vikings had um two possessions that started in the first quarter. The first one was a um was a long 70 yard drive touchdown. The second one um was a three and out. 
that actually ended um, ended in the second quarter. But every possession starting that started in the second quarter or later went touchdown, touchdown, field goal, field goal, field goal. Oh, and then brutal. the one. And the what one did the Seahawks do in that same period? So um, zero. We had well, all those so, seventeen points early, and then yeah. So the so, so the Seahawks went touchdown, field goal, touchdown, missed field goal. So they had four um, drives that were all um, fifty yards or greater. And, which, uh, which, which, is, which is hopeful. I mean, let's let's break the offense down really quick because we're going to spend the majority of this uh, this show talking about the defense. The offense is actually, you know, fairly decent. I think Russell Wilson leads the league in quarterback rating. Um, if you take a look at the DVOA, uh, the Seahawks offense, just because of the way it's been scoring and when and so forth, is ranked very highly in DVOA. I think it's even number one in the it NFL. And um, But something's happening. So teams that we're facing have run 52 more plays than them and had the ball almost 32 more minutes so far this year um, yeah. than the Seahawks. And so, so what you're saying you're, you're in a, Ooh, what happened to the offense? Let me, let me, I, I can, yeah, I can, okay. I can tell you what happened in, in one stat. The Seahawks had one possession in the third quarter. Yeah. They haven't scored yet in the third quarter this year. So at a, as of um, in this game um, after you know, once, you know, because the, the Vikings started with the ball um, and, you know, used up an, had an eight minute and 26 second drive that ended in a field goal. Um, then the Seahawks, you know, had a, got one first down, five plays, ended up punting. And then the Vikings had another drive that was uh, five minutes and a second that ended in a field goal. Um, and that was, combined the entire third quarter the cx had one possession they were in five plays in the third quarter and as much as we want to be like oh man it would be nice if the cx could, could have done something there's no rhythm that can happen when you don't get a chance to run any plays you go a whole quarter with one possession and you run five plays yeah and in one mistake can make that make that drive either a penalty or a missed uh, opportunity on and catching the ball um, where you yeah. just don't make that connection and all, all of a sudden your drive is over before it begins. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. The, um, the team teams with no turnovers in the, and at least seven yards per play are 12 and two in the last two seasons. Those lone two losses have been the Seattle Seahawks in the last, the last two, two games. Weeks. Yep. And that, and yeah. so that kind of tells you everything you really need to know. It's not the offense. So the CX only had three possessions in the second half. I don't count. And the, and the time of possession over the yeah. last couple of games, Keith, is just absurd. Yeah. And and so this is this is why the offense has been stagnating in the second half. They were they only had three possessions. The defense couldn't get off the field. You know, between between possessions, I mean, we're talking like um third down minutes. after third down conversion. After, yeah, and, after and, big play, after big play. And when I'm saying big play, it's like everything that's not completely over the top big play, but underneath, like plus 10 yards. There was mm -hmm. a ton of those. Like oh, there yeah. was a ton of plays in the middle of the field, uh, extending, um, you know, first downs, uh, extending drives, you know, 10, 15 yard chunks at a time. It's like, oh my goodness, the middle of the field is just being pillaged 
um, by by opposing offenses. And you know, there's a lot of stuff going on to talk about. Um, there's a lot of um, despair <laughs> online, and that's putting it nicely. Um, there's a lot of hand wrangling, trying to figure out what's going on. A lot of players are coming out uh, and coaches are, are making statements now about what, what they think is going on. Of course, Pete is staying fairly focused straight ahead. He kind of knows what the defense is supposed to look like, but he just can't figure out exactly why it's not. Um, you've got players on, on the back end like Amadi uh, and Flowers and Reed coming out and making statements about scheme issues and communication and then um underlying some of that is you know they're trying to deflect a little bit of blame to the scheme and the fact that certain parts of that scheme aren't playing well i.e the linebackers uh because the linebackers are uh since you're doing cover three and you're preventing things from over the top which according to trey flowers uh both he and reed are playing the way that the Seahawks want them to play, but underneath coverage is exposing them to these completions. Uh, everything that's underneath extending drives, just eating the Hawks alive. But I disagree with him a little bit. And what I disagree with him on is the fact that they are so soft right now. Like I've never seen a defense so soft in my life. They have no energy, no intensity at all. You can go watch any other game in the NFL, Keith. You're watching man-to-man coverage. Guys getting smacked as soon as they get the ball. Contested pass coverages. We've had five, five contested passes in three games. Four of those were defensive linemen batting the ball down. One play by um, Bobby Wagner. And one play by Ugo Amadi. One defensive back has made a pass defense in three games. Yeah. So everyone is wide open. Nobody's it's like it, that is just not an NFL defense. No, it's not. And the thing is that that in some sense, Flowers and company aren't wrong. Um, they're being asked, they're being told to bail out of you know off the line yes because they're in zone the quote-unquote zone coverage not they are they're they're in they're in cover three which is a zone coverage um and the the corners are responsible for the deep outside third so you've got the um, free safety in the middle each corner has um the outside third and they've got to get deep so they're they are bailing and they're 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 getting talk to me exactly what that looks like when um when you've got a fan, somebody that's listening to the show, watching the game, what are they seeing when that transition is happening? Like on the field, when you say bail, what what's going on with Trey Flowers when he bails on a route and and falls deeper? Because that's his what his his responsibility is. He's got that deep third of the field, so he's got to get depth and keep everything in front of him. Because what the team wants is the team wants three players on the back end, the two corner, two outside corners and the free safety um all deeper than the deepest right. guy now so, corner- so what's happening is if the offense is running two running three routes on a play maybe plus a tight end um you've got two outside corners in the free safety they're going to pick up those wide receivers typically they don't, they don't and as way- soon as they get to a certain point uh where 
where wide receivers are are cutting off routes short, but they still have a, a guy or two going deeper. Those those outside corners are going to continue to go deep and hand those shorter route receivers off to either safeties or linebackers. Is that correct? Not really, because when you're taught, you're 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 defining that as a as an as a man to man concept where you've got this guy until they reach a point and then you hand him off to another player who's got coverage. You are responsible for a chunk of the field and you are to cover anything that goes on in your chunk of the field. It doesn't matter what the offense is doing in that zone. I mean, you are if if, if there's player in your chunk of the field yeah you should make sure that they are um they are covered up but your first responsibility is don't let them get behind you your second responsibility is to make a play on the ball or to make a play um the idea being that you can't by not getting deep everything's going to end up thrown short and then the linebackers and safeties need to make tackles short come up and make a play um so and if Bobby so, Wagner leaves a game and has 11 tackles, had 20 last week, what's wrong? What's wrong? Like, where is the disconnect here? Well, where, who else? Like, what were Jordan Brooks tackles? What were Cody Barton's tackles? What were um, Daryl Taylor's tackles? Like, where, why are these guys getting, you know, they're because they're completing all of these short, inter, you know, short passes in front of, you know, all the zones and there's no, there isn't anything um, else supporting there. So flowers and company have a point. They do. We're not flowers getting... gave up seven receptions on seven targets for 78 yards for okay. first downs this, and 40 coverage snaps. The problem with that is that uh, you're getting that off pro football focus, which is assigning him blame for a target even if if he's the nearest guy, even if the guy isn't in his zone and responsibility. Fair. It, um, it, those, those stats are entirely based on if it were man coverage, these would be his stats, but they're not. The Seahawks play zone. They play cover three on almost every freaking play. Um, now, in the past, uh, they've also gone to cover two, which has allowed those corners to roll up in um, into the flat, and they've got two, you've got two safeties back, and it, it just – it sh- the locations of all the zones are very different. Instead of being the back third of the field, now you've got up near the line of scrimmage, you've got the flat and uh, up to 10 yards uh, as a cornerback, and you're, you're playing on, on the wide front zone. Um, and honestly, there wasn't a lot of that. There was there was very little attempt to go to a cover two, and the CX played well in a cover two week one, um, and they 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 haven't really come back to it. They've stayed away from it. Do we have the personnel to play, man? I think you be. I mean, it seems like Flowers would be Trey Flowers. You look at his um, at what happens with him. The CX play very little man, Um, and they have have played very little man since Pete Carroll became their coach. Um, But when they do, Trey Flowers is a pretty pretty good man to man corner. He is not a good zone corner. And I think the stats bear that out. In um, in zone coverage, he he struggles. He he just does. Um, but in man, he's actually played pretty well. I would like to see them because they start out with the with the corners up near the line of scrimmage. Instead of asking him 
um, and read to bail on uh, and and get deep. Let them jam the receivers at the line. Let them stay in man coverage, um, or let them jam the receivers at the line and then stay in those outside uh, zones. You know the, the flat zones for the in the cover too, um, and give someone else the responsibility of that deep part. And I think it would be a, I think it would be at least different. It would be a better use of at least Flowers' skill set. Um, I got to tell you, DJ Reed is a pretty good man corner as well. Um, and so he, that would yeah, be. But they're both having their moments in this scheme. And I'm, and I, you know, what we saw last year was really encouraging from Reed. I think even Flowers in the last five or six games really kind of came on strong and looked hopeful. Mm-hmm. And then he beat out Witherspoon. They traded him away. I, you know, so. Man, they could use Witherspoon right now. The seemingly, but maybe Sidney Jones come in. Um, but but Reed looked schooled on a few plays, especially that that end zone play where he you know he was caught going in in hard, and um, the wide receiver yep. Jefferson just just broke outside, and it was clearly open. Yeah, Jeff- there's just Jefferson. no contested throws. There's no contested routes. There's yeah. no rubs where guys are hand fighting at the line of scrimmage so that they their timing is off. There's no physicality in this defense whatsoever. No, not at all. Yeah, which is I, just so strange to me to see a Pete Carroll defense without any physicality at all. Like, yeah, what I mean, is going it's, on? It's really frustrating, uh, and it's really frustrating, especially in these in the passing game situation. In that, so I, I'm not tr- okay. I want to go back a little bit because I don't want to give Flowers a um, a free pass because he is being asked to bail and not necessarily contest early in these routes. Um, but at, there are times when there's guys in his zone and he's so so um, worried about staying deeper than them that mm-hmm. he's letting them do whatever they want in front of him. And so he, he isn't playing well, and he's not a good zone corner. Yeah, well, Pete, Pete um, came out and said he thinks guys were frustrated, and he's speaking to Flowers. Mm-hmm. You could see Flowers on the sideline, you know, yelling and kind of screaming about stuff frustrated about being preoccupied quote unquote pete carroll's word uh with staying on top of routes and frequently giving up underneath stuff normal cover three scheme stuff that's from uh espn so um i saw a lot of miscommunication going on in this game um there was one of the touchdowns where you saw multiple players um going to one uh, t- uh one receiver and leaving a player um, empty. You saw a situation on the Adam Thielen play where you had uh, Reed on who was covering Thielen and was there. It was actually pretty good coverage, but a great throw and a great catch um, playing man-to-man. You had other player playing man-to-man, and then you had Flowers on the opposite side dropping into cover three zone, which left someone wide open in the middle. If Cousins, I mean, Cousins threw the ball, threw a great pass to a covered receiver who happened to make a good catch and score. If he throws it to the crosser going across the middle, who has no one within 15 yards of him, he can catch, he catches it and walks into the corner. Um, And so it's not like, ooh, they only got beat because of the good throw. He took the harder option and still made it, made it a touchdown, but there was an easier option because Flowers didn't follow the the route across, but everyone else seemed to think that he was supposed to be in man-to-man coverage there. Um, so let me yeah. ask you this. Okay. So the Seahawks lose 30 to 17, uh, 453 total yards to the Vikings, 
They were nine of 14 on third down conversions. Something that nobody's really talking about right now that I would like to talk about is our run defense. Like, um, we may be really bad on pass defense, but we're ranked 26 in the NFL in run defense as well. Mm-hmm. And you can't be bad at both in the NFL and hope to succeed. And and you're not giving your offense, led by one of the best quarterbacks in the league, enough opportunities to be effective and go win you games. And so yeah. something has got to happen to me. I think the scheme stuff, and I think Trey Flowers got a point here in that, um, and, and Pete Carroll does too, in that they believe that the, the, the thing can get fixed. The scheme part of this can get fixed. Now, you're, you're always going to have talent issues. I get that. But at least you can mitigate some of the scheme stuff and help these guys at least be more opportunistic, give them an opportunity to use their skill sets and their physicality to kind of bring this thing back a little bit. My more important issue for me personally is our ineffectiveness in stopping the run. I'm not sure that you can fix that because Brian Monet is the only guy in there. Puna Ford's doing a great job, but he they're asking him to do a few different things this year. Mm-hmm. It seems like Rasheem Green's good on the edge, but when they move him inside, he's going to get swallowed up in there. Do we need to get some sort of an additional run-stuffing guy in, in this defensive line? Well... Or is this a scheme thing too? I think this is a scheme thing too. You're talking about, um, you know, Puna Ford is playing well, but they're asking him to do a lot of things. When was Puna Ford at his best? I'd say most of last year when they were asking him to do a couple of really important things and then occasionally go do, you know, go get pressure on a quarterback. Um, But mostly his job was to be the nose tackle. Now they're asking him to penetrate. They're asking him to, to do a bunch of different things, which is great for him. And it's great in theory, but he's no longer anchoring that line as uh, the nose tackle that you have to double team and is being, um, you know, and just setting the middle of the field. Now you're kind of expecting Brian Monet or Al Woods or some of those guys to do some are similar deep things. Players, but no, they, they are, but, but, they're not they're not really nose tackles and what you're seeing is you're seeing um brooks and wagner have guys on them they're having to Mm. come off blocks way more than you want um and so again i think it's some of it can be can be scheme related um in that you can you know get daryl taylor up um onto the line of scrimmage so you're really playing with five yeah so then i i and, texted you over the weekend i said would it be smart of of them to kind of play daryl taylor in more of a five tech role yeah um because he can kind of set that edge a little bit and at least contain some of that stuff because we mm-hmm. it seems like the stuff that we're really getting burned on now some of it's up the middle but most of it's around the corners yeah so they could do and that they, they allowed alexander madison I know. Uh, 112 yards, and then he caught 59 yards receiving. Uh, oh, he ate, yardage. He, ate, he ate him up. So they got they were getting burned on all these screens. And, and well, we talked about that too. Minnesota has a um they, they very, have got very a very good screen. They've got a very good screen game. It's it's well designed. They run a they run it from a lot of different looks to a lot of different players. 
Um, and at some point, somebody's got to make a play. And we're so used to Wagner and Wright being the guys making those plays. Well, guess what? KJ Wright's not here anymore. Wagner's made a few of those plays, um, but not enough. And you're not seeing Daryl Taylor and Jordan Brooks make those plays. They're getting fooled and out of position. And there was one screen where Jordan Brooks was out there, but Adams too. Yeah. And, and, but they're, they're blocked. They've got, they've got linemen on them. And so you've got, you know, you know, a 320 pound guy out making a block uh, five yards downfield. And it's hard for the linebackers to get. So all we've talked about for like nearly 10 minutes, Keith is stuff that's wrong. Yeah. And it's a long list. It's and, a very and, long and you're list. not done yet. Oh, I'm not. I can we can keep going. <laughs> Here's the thing. We can totally keep going with um all the things that are wrong with this defense. Some of it is a talent issue at cornerback. Uh I like DJ Reed. I don't think Trey Flowers needs to be your number two corner. He should be a number three or a number yeah. four corner. Um, I like Ugo Amadi in the nickel, but he he's a smaller guy who gives up stuff and what that they well and, really and blair needed. was hurt yeah and know. blair got hurt and warm so up let's, so let's do this let's do this we're gonna we're gonna end this show mm-hmm. uh surprisingly shockingly because i i literally thought we were gonna be at about 15 minutes and i just looked at the clock we're at, we're at 30. We're at 30. So, yep um why don't we continue this conversation in our second show this week and we'll kind of get into the weeds a little bit about some of these individual players some of the individual things that we can spend a little bit more time talking about um, both the well, offense and the defense. And I think with the, within the defense, we can, we can point to where the problems are coming from. And I don't think that it's going to be a huge surprise to the listeners where that's going to be, but let's, let's save that for show too. And we'll so, see if we agree on that. Yep. Maybe, maybe we will, maybe we won't. All right. I can't imagine that we don't. <laughs> <laughs> um. You can follow Keith on Twitter at Myers NFL. I'm at NW Seahawk. The show is at Hawks Playbook, SeahawksPlaybook.com online. Has all the shows. It's got a few other extras. It's got some great NFL um, news feeds on there as well. So you can kind of get in there and uh, stay there for a while. If you if you spend some time on our website, you can be on our um, any podcast platform that you use. We're going to be available on those as well as YouTube. Come out and check us out on YouTube. You can watch us live uh, on, on screen and interact with us that way in the comment section, which is um, can sometimes be a lively discussion as well. So until next time, go, go Hawks. Hawks. Seahawks Playbook Podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NW Seahawk. Keith is at Myers NFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com.
Sports Social Podcast Network.